Hey, Zeke, did you hear the usual podcast is recording their 100th episode? Oh, that's cool. Remember when we had to have the talk because of what Uncle Will said? Yes, I remember. Well, since we had that talk, and you let me read Deadpool, do you think I can listen to the Bad Feeling podcast? The Bad Feeling? Yeah, I heard there's some bad mother... Hey, watch your mouth. What? I'm just trying to have a fun... Seriously, guys, congratulations on 100 episodes, and we can't wait for the next 100. Operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host Will. What up, bro? Boom, 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 Seriously? Boom, so pre-show, we're singing, boom. and now it's continuing. <laughs> now you know I'm a big Bone Thugs and Harmony fan. You're welcome. Um, so we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What you got, bro? Uh, I, right now, I'm drinking a Diet Pepsi because during dinner, mm-hmm. uh, we found half-priced beers, and so I drank a couple of Blue Moon. We discovered that if we go earlier than we normally do, if I skip the gym and we go have dinner early... We can get half price beers. Skip the gym beers. Oh my god. I had a slam and salmon, a hop stupid. I might have had two. Then we went to the movies, Doctor Strange 3D. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we did. And then um, right now, I'm drinking a little butte I picked up while I was out of town at Bevmo um, from Hop Valley Brewing Company. This is called Alpha Centauri. Uh, it's an Imperial IPA. I don't know if I've done it on the show before, but. I don't think so. It's. Oh, I did during WOG one time. It was. It's. It's kind of ridiculous. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like 9%. So this has got to be a short show because I'm going to go to sleep soon. <laughs> <laughs> Not only is it 9%, but it's a it's a full-on, what, 30-ouncer? 22. Let's not, let's not get crazy. <laughs> so before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, and Instagram. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Find us, love, like us, love us, rate us, maybe. I don't know. No one's doing it, so it doesn't matter. Um, so Let's have a perfect score, though. Yeah. You know, we could stay there forever. We could. And gloat that we have a perfect store. A perfect store? I don't know. It's been a long night. Um, Timestamps <laughs> in the show notes for non-Sotor fans. We don't have a lot tonight. Um, well, we do have a lot, but we're, it's all going to go very quickly. Because I have to leave town tomorrow. You just jinxed it. And I have to go to sleep. <laughs> I have to go to sleep soon. Um, but, dude, this is historic. Historic? Well, not really, because no one knows, because we number things weird. And we have spinoff shows, which we may or may not ever do again. But the point is, this is episode 78, but technically. It technically, is our 100th release. It is our 100th episode. Congrats, my friend. Congrats, dude. We told nobody, so we have no bumpers or promos or whatever you want to call them to Triple splice digits, in yo. <laughs> um i'm i'm proud of us we we stayed with it we've been inconsistent for the last few months but um we've had a lot of fun we've had the we've had the cantina we've had our patron show yeah we have uh we've had we've had a lot of fun man so a lot of um, fun. we're gonna keep doing it we're gonna keep having a fun <laughs> we, we, we always <laughs> have a fun uh, people like to give us crap about that but i think it's a nice thing to do it is. It's, it's always, you know, in the light of recent events, it's never a bad idea to have a fun. 
if you're not having a fun, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. Right? I've said that many times. It, and it's a good, you know, that's going to be on our shirt if we ever get it made. We should make shirts. If you're not having a fun, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you might be doing life wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Happy 100th, dude. Um, we are. an age joke? I'm old, but I'm not that old. Well, you say that, but. <laughs> wow. <sighs> that's funny. Well, we're done singing. Wow. We're done singing. I'm done making fun of you. We've already talked about stuff. Uh, should we get to Star Wars The Old Republic? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Wait, which one is it? Got it. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. So before I forget, um, community shoutouts, really what I wanted to highlight was the Extra Life event. Um, we did, for Wookiee Mistake and Unholy Alliance, uh, we raised a bunch of money. I think we're creeping up on two grand. Awesome. And um, it's not too late. So I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to donate. Um, and it's I don't think it's too late. It's happening this weekend, though, and I'm out of town this weekend. But the movies with Musco. If you donate twenty five bucks, watching Force Awakens. Yeah, they're gonna watch Force Awakens with uh, with Eric Musco. You have to have a copy of the movie, of course, but um, you could watch uh, with the community manager Eric Musco. It'd be pretty awesome. Um, I'm bummed when I missed it, but you know it is what it is. Have you been seeing all those pictures they're showing on Twitter? Oh, they're great. Put into movies. They're so great, dude. (laughs) So go on Twitter, movies with Musco, enjoy. It's good. Um, but I had a great time at Extra Live, and and this year was nice because I wasn't stressing on trying to do twenty four hours. I did. I did about 12. Um, I logged in about nine o'clock. I went to almost nine o'clock. Um, and you know, everybody in the guild was trying to do 12 hours and most of us got there. We did world bosses. We did flashpoints. Um, just a bunch of different DVL stuff. There was dance off. Wait, what was the dance party? Um, the dance party we had. Price a, is right. Price is right. Yeah, the price is right was funny. Um, there was By a bunch way, of I, fun I stuff. would like to apologize to Mox and JT for. <laughs> For streaking during prices, yeah, right? Yeah, I streaked. I, I decided to just take off my my tunes, all my tunes clothes, and just and Mox laughed running in in, fr- <laughs> in, in front of all the, the contestants and yeah. until Mox kicked me off. That was great. <laughs> um, so I I had a really fun time. That was pretty much all I did this week. Um, but I mean, twelve hours of gaming is more than I get in a week sometimes. So, um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I I actually had to come in quite late because I was running. Uh, uh, yeah. You're working. Yeah, I was working on in the morning. And so um, I was able to get in about five or six hours with you. Yeah. And then I did about another two or three when I got home. So I got in about eight or nine hours. Nice. And and that's what it's about, dude. I mean, a couple of our patrons donated, um, used my link to donate, which was cool. So that's I awesome. got to see Thank that. Thank you for that, patrons. Yeah, we appreciate that. Um, And yeah, and it all goes towards that goal that we've, we've got as a guild. And and. We've been inconsistent. We've been consistently raising a, a really good amount of money. So, um, yeah, and of and course, we, which, this all goes to Extra Life, uh, which is Children's Miracle Hospitals and all that. Yeah, so. which uh, which is the home hospital for? Isn't it the one in Santa Ana or? Um, now I've been as close as Oakland. There's one in Oakland. No, but I think the one for for the the guild is oh, in Orange County, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yes, I think you're right. Yeah. Santa Ana might be right. I know, uh, if anybody ever goes through my link, um, I donate my money through, uh, the Seattle Children's Hospital. Yeah. I think mine might be set up, um, if I'm not linked to the Guild one, it's, it's set up to Oakland, I believe. Yeah, so. I do, I do Seattle because, um, 
uh, my family's had to go to there. So totally. Yeah, man. So, I mean, that's something I just love participating in. And it's not too late, uh, to not only the movies of Moscow, but you know, that link stays open till the end of the year. Yeah. So definitely donate and help out. Yeah. You, it's, it's not a one day a year thing. You can always give money to, to, uh, extra life. It's a great, great cause. Yeah. The way I think about it is the, the gaming brings attention to it, but the link is still live and the Absolutely. donations can come at any time. So. Um, other than that, I did a, a little bit of, uh, stuff for the DVL. I, I, I have one crafting skill left, hmm. uh, cyber tech that I've got to get up. And right now I think I'm at about 350. So I've got a couple oh, more to go. And then for leveling my, uh, my pub tune to 65, I'm at 54 right now. Oh wow. And my light side, I'm only about three or 400 light side points away from maxing that out to level five so that'll get that done sweet dude so uh three-day weekend i'm hoping to get that done this weekend nice yeah yeah um all right so let's get to the news man uh we have um well right after we recorded last week ish yeah i guess it was well it wasn't last week about a week and a half ago week and a half ago um, they came out and said they were what they the conversion was going to be for Warzone comms. Right, because I remember that came up a couple of uh, live streams ago. for Warzone comms and crystals. So uh, the conversion table is one Warzone com equals fifty credits. Uh, one common crystal is five hundred credits. One glowing crystal is a thousand, and one radiant is fifteen hundred credits. So, so and they're automatically going to switch over. Yeah, if you still have those in your inventory, they will switch over. And what will happen is there's a two million max. So do your math first so well, you don't lose anything. I'm glad you said that. And I may or may not remember to put a link in the show notes, but I know I was listening to TeenyCast uh, this last week, and Tio actually made a chart so you can put in how many you have for your tunes. And cool. fig- he did a spreadsheet thingy. Yeah, because it's $2 million per tune, right? Uh, yes. So just yes. make sure you spread it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So What is going to happen to the uh, the vendors that deal exclusively with the crystal content? Like, well, let me tell you, ones dude, in Odessa? I didn't – I only – tune in and out of the stream today but they were on the fleet after um and i'll get to the details of the, of the stream but the fleet look has changed quite a bit like there's actually a big terminal where um it has the um command the command like a command console okay where you know that thing they showed in the stream where it shows all the different things you can do for command crates and right, command yeah. points and stuff it's like a big giant hollow dealy thing oh, on cool. the fleet um, I didn't know where they were on the fleet. Again, I just was tuning in and out, but that looked pretty cool. So I'm guessing they're just all going away. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to make, they're trying to streamline it. So, right. you know, most of the vendors are going to go away and I think they're going to just change things up. So cool. We'll see. Whatever makes it easier. Yeah, for sure. Um, the next thing here is, um, uh, cartel market, uh, what was this? What was I saying? Cartel market pass. Oh, cartel market pass compensation. So, this is interesting because um basically someone asks, is there going to be any replacement for the passes? Because if not, your statement from the live stream of nothing is changing for preferred is pretty clearly outright wrong. And so Eric Musco clarified, said, apologies for any confusion in my answer. What I meant is that the normal access that they get as being a preferred member is not changing. So uh, he wasn't including what they could access by spending additional money or credits or whatever. So to answer your question, as we said, um, in other posts, they were exploring possible options but they don't have anything right now. And they still haven't figured out, and there was a couple people asking in the in the stream too, um, what that little area is, what that's gonna look like quite right. yet. So um hopefully we'll get there soon because we're coming up on it, man. So in a couple weeks. I know it's getting close. <laughs> um and the major thing that happened while we were been gone um is clarification on crafting after the last live stream. 
not last last live stream, but the last one we talked about. Right. Um, they they put up what they put up a chart that basically said what crafting was going to look like, what you'd be able to craft, and the tier numbers. So, um, they they want to look at crafting as a way to catch up a tune, um, gear wise, which we okay. have talked about. Right. Um, but the idea is that. So they're using examples from Fallen Empire. So tier one before was 216, 220, and then 224 for tier three, right? Right. So if going by that crafting, you'd be able to do this, <clears throat> excuse me, without set bonuses, 216, 218, and 222. So you'd be able to grab, you'd be able to craft 216s, but you'd be two points less on the, on the other tiers. So and the, and you just won't get set bonus. Exactly. And so basically you can earn sch- schematics to craft gear from, uh, command crates, et cetera. Um, you will also get schematics, um, and craft mods, either reverse engineering the mod PVP or looting the schematic from an operation boss. And there you will also still need the, um, where is it? Oh yeah. The schematics will also require, um, materials earned from conquest. So they're trying to incorporate everything there right. as well. So, um, cool. I'm I'm looking forward to crafting. Oh, yeah, I've always liked the the concept of conquest. Yeah, but it's never been value enough to make sure I devote my time to. It. Yeah, and the main thing I would just get them on the side when things were happening, or if the guild was really pushing for something, right? You know, so that was pretty much. Yeah, right like there. we were trying to expand the guild ship or whatnot. Exactly. Um. So the the next huge thing before we get to the last two live streams that have happened since we recorded last, um, class changes. <laughs> I. By no stretch of the imagination are we going through any of this. But boy, is there some backlash. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, man. So I'm going to open this up just to show you. So these are, there's four links. One, obviously, Agent Smuggler, Bounty Hunter Trooper, Inquisitor Consular, and Warrior Knight. Right, showing all the mirrors. Exactly. So just as an example, I'll open the Agent Smuggler so you can see. This is the change. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of changes. Yeah, there's a lot of changes happening. Um, some of the big gripe out there in the community right now is they took their their okay so what i get from this and from what i've heard from the other shows um is is the idea is that they're trying to make the melee melee and the ranged range really so they're taking for example they're taking snipe away from agents um the um sorry operatives right right Um, because they're not snipers right they're taking, well, they're also, they're making something like phase walk exclusive to sorcerers and taking it away from the assassins. So Which that's, makes sense. yes, but that's a big beef because as an assassin tank, that's something that I use quite a bit. Exactly. So, you know, there's a lot of things like that happening. I'm, we're not going to run through any of that. If you're interested in class change and stuff, the links are there and there's plenty of other people breaking this stuff down, but, um, find your class, figure out what they're changing. Um, and you know we'll we'll figure out soon what the new flavor of the flavor of the month's gonna be, because <laughs> you know there's gonna be one especially and and a lot of these things are balancing towards PvP, um PvP especially right. since they're changing, the, they're taking expertise away. So right. really they really gotta get the balance right. So and expertise is just going over to mastery, right? Uh well yeah, but like the PvP sets instead of expertise are gonna mastery. But the, the idea is that um taking away expertise makes it so. It's not, they're getting it by valor, not, you know, so people don't get, get mad because you don't have the right set of gear. Exactly. It's more, it's going to be back to skill, which it should be. Gotcha. Um, all right. So, <laughs> so the live stream on the third that happened, well, there last was a live stream today as well. Right. But, uh, last week, last week uh, on the third, um, that stream was basically 
in a nutshell about repeatable chapters. chapters and difficulty levels within chapters, which is pretty cool. So the idea is that um, you'll be able to repeat Kotfi chapters and Kotet chapters um, at differing differing uh, um, difficulty levels. Right. Okay. And, so very much like how operations are on different levels. Yeah. And and that's and that was pretty cool. I didn't. I only watched the first part of it. The last two streams happened like. I have this break that happens <laughs> and I get 20 minutes of it and then I have to like go teach a class. That's funny. <laughs> so I've been only and haven't been able to go back and watch the rest of it, but um, there's a full breakdown. I have the link in the show notes as well. And of course you can see it on, you know, twitch.tv slash Um And then the developer live stream from today was unique in that um, the, they've, I don't think we've mentioned it on this show, but on the la- on that live stream I was just talking about, they said, they're getting what they call the influencer program going. After that stream, so from, is, it, is this going to be another reason to uh, to have a beef with Chuck and Brian? I think so. But so <laughs> the 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 stream on the third. So when that stream was over, um, what they're going to start doing is what they're calling the influencer program. So people producing content for Slow Tour, they're going to start highlighting them, hosting streams, um, and, and that's something they can do on Twitch. So. If, oh yeah. You know, so if you had a stream and I had a stream, I could host your stream on my stream and your my followers would see what you're doing. I thought right? we weren't supposed to cross stream. Well, look, you cross stream sometimes when you're fighting ghosts. No, when Zool. you when you're yes. You got it. All right. So anyway, the point is um There is no Dana, only <laughs> Zool. However well that last one went over, I don't remember the guy's name. I'm sorry, you can check that out. I'm sure everybody's seen it by now. It's a little old news. But what they did this week, which just happened today, and sadly only got to watch the first part of it again and haven't had a chance yet because we went and saw the movie. Um, but they actually had Chuck and Brian come to the studio and play Uprising. So what they did well, was also they're like within 10 miles. Yeah. I mean, they're there. So, and they said this, I listened to the last bad feeling podcast before and they were talking about the influencer program right. and it was actually kind of a fun. I don't know if you listened to it yet, I haven't yet. Uh, but they're like playing like, you know, horns and stuff like that it was actually really really funny good for you guys um, yeah no and i was super jealous i kept putting little things in there and trying to start the feud and see if they'd mention it but they didn't um but the bottom line is brian was playing um chuck was watching um along with another developer Were you, and did you they, ask them if they had show notes yeah i said i said well i guess not having an outline helps right boys <laughs> um so you know congratulations um so but they were so brian was playing and it was musco in another room tate in another room and someone else and they were <laughs> they were playing through uprisings, and they they did two difficulty levels, from what I understand. Um, That's a pretty cool looking. And it was really cool looking, actually. Um, <laughs> and I looked at one point, Muska was dead, but again, I was te- <laughs> I was supposed to be teaching. Um, and uh, and but that was happening. So Wait, it, so were you saying if this was a movie with Muska, would it be Weekend at Muska's? <laughs> exactly. But um, but so the influencer program. I want to talk about this for a minute because I did send uh, Eric an uh, email today because we hopefully qualify for that as well. Um, but again, it's just people that they in the community doing things to promote Swotor and awesome. um and them kind of doing the content creators a favor and highlighting them. Yeah. So, it's great for them to reach back out into the community of creators. And they have attempted this a couple of times and it's never quite worked out the way they envision say it should it, yeah. or envision it, but you know, it, it's, it's cool nonetheless. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it and um, we'll see if he responds to my email. Thanks, Eric. I know you don't listen to the show, but here we are. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm just kidding, dude. You know, I love you. All right. Um, so any other thoughts on, on Sotor or anything like that? Or are we just, we just powered through that? Dude? Uh, we just powered right through. I do have a uh, comment for podcast corner though. Hmm. It's not the show notes. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> what do you got, buddy? It isn't. But actually, my sister, who doesn't listen to our podcast. Nope. Um, she actually suggested a podcast to my other sister. Okay. It's a lot of sisters. It is. And I caught it on Facebook and I was like, oh, I'll check that out. And then it turns out it's like a, a, it's called You Must Remember This. All right. Right. And it's a podcast about classic Hollywood and stories that kind of slip through the cracks. Okay. And, uh, it comes from the, the classic sign from, uh, the classic song from Casablanca. You must remember this. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of singing on this cast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, is that the name of our cast? There's a lot of singing. In no, it was going to be episode 100, but I mean, singing episode 100, maybe I don't know. It's it's a lot. Uh, it's not a musical. It's not. But anyways, uh, so it's a really good podcast. So I recommend it. It's called uh, "You Must Remember This." Cool, man. Um, yeah, I haven't really been listening to anything new. I've actually fallen behind on some of the ones I used to listen to a lot, um, mostly because I've been still binging writing excuses. Um, <laughs> sorry, Sans Pants actually has a new one. Um, where Dude, that, how many how many casts do they have on their channel? They have a lot, but the the one that they've done it's only in episode three right now. The most recent one is interesting. It's called um Super Gym Friends, and <laughs> it's it's they have they have a friend who's a personal trainer who is like trying to help um uh two of the guys Adam who does Adam falls out. He's the DM for the D uh, D shows, right. and um Jackson Bailey. Mm-hmm trying to get those guys in shape. They want to go back to the gym. So they're talking about how to eat. They're talking about, you know, weights versus cardio, all this stuff. It's actually really interesting if you're thinking about going back to the gym. Okay. And there's comedy, of course, okay. too. When you, so when you said it was called Super Gym Friends, yep. I was seriously hoping that it was going to be like the, the, the weight room at the, uh, <laughs> at the Justice League. Oh, and God. It, and you would just see like Superman and Batman and, no, that and everyone, be pretty funny. and everyone would make fun of Aquaman because he wouldn't be able to lift any weights. <laughs> but then every time, and all of a sudden it'd be time to take laps and Aquaman just <laughs> blows him away. Uh, so yeah, that's a good one. Batman gets, you know, sinks right. to the bottom of the pool because of his utility belt. Are you done? The flash beats them all around the track. Oh my god! <laughs> Come on, tell me that would not be comedy. No, that's actually pretty funny. Um, all right, man. So, uh, do you have anything else? No, that's it. I mean, we're out of soul tour, and we're in the podcast corner. And now we're out of it. So, is it time for some pew pew? I think so. If I can find the bumper, let's see. I was raised to do one thing, but I've got nothing to fight for. Yeah, hey, so um, <laughs> <laughs> we both kind of forgot to start. So here we are uh, in Star Wars section, and I have not watched this yet, so I don't know if you want to wait until next week. I was going to highlight, there's this fan film that's getting a lot of buzz. It's like... Okay, you know what's funny is actually I did put that in at the very bottom of our Star Wars Oh, section. you did? Okay. <laughs> no, you, I haven't watched it. You haven't watched it yet either. Um, it's, but it's done by the guy who... Um, a new Star Wars fan film from the writer-producer Eric Car- Carrasco. And... He's a writer for Supergirl. Um, uh, he also worked on Smallville and Sleepy Hollow. Very cool. Um, and so I haven't watched it yet. Um, it's not terribly long, but we don't have a lot of time tonight. So I think yeah, we'll, no. we'll talk about it next week. Absolutely. But, but we have the links in the show. It is in the show notes. So check it out and, um, we'll talk about it next week. So 
Um, it's getting a lot of buzz. I've seen a lot of links for it. Um, people talking about it. So cool. It's got to be. It looks like the production value is pretty sick too. Well, awesome. Yeah. I mean, well, it's coming from a writer, Supergirl, so I'm sure he's got friends. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, what you got here? Um, so the Rogue One uh, book Catalyst, the cover and the release date has uh, come out. So uh, either check in the link here for the show notes or go to uh, our Pinterest page and you can see what the cover is going to look like. Uh, the release date, they're actually going to be releasing an ebook at the same day as release. Oh, nice. But it's, uh, they say the hardcover is going to be coming shortly after. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and this is a prequel to the prequel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, yeah. Prequel. A prequel to the prequel it's to like, the sequels. It's like book inception. Okay. Wait a second. It's a prequel to the sequel of the prequels that are a prequel to the original trilogy. I think you nailed it. I know, right? <laughs> And if you didn't, whatever, I don't care. I don't care. Um, all right, man. So let's get to some episode eight stuff. Now, I'm excited about this because I love, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I'm a big fan of Kylo Ren's outfit. Yes, you are. I like the rag look. Um, you know, it's all black, which like I like. Helmet. And you know, the helmet's sick with the hood. I think it's a nice, nice look. I have a, I have a, it's funny. My, one of my, one of my outfits for my main and slow tour. Before Kylo Ren even was a thing, kind of looked like Kylo Ren. I know, I remember that. But it's it's basically it's based off it's that outfit that was in the um, Deceive trailer. Yes. Uh, for all the Sith. Yeah, so it's kind of funny cool. because I have a, a a trooper outfit that looks like uh, Master Chief. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Um, but it looks like uh, there's a rumor that Kylo Ren uh, may get a, uh, a costume change in Episode Eight. Well, this isn't unheard of. I mean, most the only character I can think of that doesn't get a massive costume change is Vader. Right. Um, well, and that makes sense because emperor. he's like kind of caught in a suit. Exactly. But yeah. everyone else has, you know, dramatic changes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> this is great. There's a lot of, uh, fan theories that have been going around about Snoke, of course, right? And that's, that has been going since even, I mean, since the very early days. Yeah. Of you know I love is actually if you open up the, the, uh, the article here, mm. um, they talks about how Pablo Hidalgo, yeah, actually uh, has a a, a a a hashtag that he uses, and it says, it says something like uh, "Oh, uh, I hate your Snoke theory" or something <laughs> like that. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's pretty darn funny. But one of the I think more far fetched ones um, is that it's actually Mace Windu is Snoke because this is of course being fed by you know a couple months ago um, Samuel Jackson came out and said that he thinks May survived the fall, right? Because it would it would make sense that he does right. Well, I mean, he says, I mean, if you remember, <laughs> how do people have fallen down a thing in Star Wars and survive? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> flipping the uh, um, Anakin in Attack of the Clones is you know falls from that speeder and oh yeah, I mean you know there's yeah, that whatever. So anyways, plus we have, you know we have Luke falling in Bespin. Um, you know he yeah. falls and just gets goes down a chute. Exactly. Who knows? Who, there could have been a shoot at the bottom for Mace. Yeah. So anyways, with a in an interview with uh, Entertainment Tonight, uh, Samuel Jackson said, I am not a part of that rumor or theory. Um, right. I would like for Mace Windu to just be Mace Windu. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I don't know. I think they're kind of grasping at straws thinking that, you know, yeah. Windu is Snoke. But, I mean, I see, okay, they're bald. Yeah. <laughs> I would still love it to be Plagueis, but that's not happening. Yeah, and since we know that's not happening, I think it's Snoke is just going to be Snoke. Yeah, I think it's important that at this point, if it's not Plagueis, it's got to be a brand new character. Yeah, which is fine with me, too. Of um, course. Han Solo news. Um, yeah, actually, this actually came out a couple weeks ago, but... Uh, well, we've talked about this. 
personally. Yeah. But not on Mike. Really? I believe so. Oh, okay. Good well, I mean, you put this one in here, so. I did? Yeah. Mm. Yes. I did. So it looks like uh, in the Han Solo uh, standalone movie, yeah. um, they might be showing how Han lost the Falcon. Well, I swear we've talked about this on Mike because that was that was when we were talking about the possibility of Lando being in the Han Solo trilogy or the Han Solo movie. I was hoping that that was going to be the plot was that, you know, maybe the Pazak, you know, table trying to figure out, you know, you know, when he lost the Falcon and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I thought that would be kind of cool. Well, that, no, that's how, isn't that how he won the Falcon from Lando? Not how he lost it. I'm wondering oh. if it's going to show how he lost it so it ended up on Jakku. Oh, so that's, my, not as, that's not as interesting to so me. So my bookend. Yeah, okay. So we talked about how he won the Falcon. From Lando. Okay, I got that flip-flopped. My bad. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Eh, I don't know. I'm not that interested in how he lost it, honestly. Exactly. I'd like to see how he got I it. I want to see how he got it. Exactly. Because I love those the Millennium Falcon book and those on those early EU books that... um. You know, that talk about Falcon and, and yeah. back in the day. So anyway. Absolutely. Um, so we've got some good Rogue One news. Yeah. Um, and I think this is uh, very important. And this is actually going to go along with something that we'll talk about once we get to Marvel later in the show. Um, is that Felicity Jones wants girls to invest in Generso. Yeah. And I think I this, like this is article. really important um, um, to embrace the, the, the strong feminine characters. Yeah. And... And there's something about this character, you know, she's got an edge, she's got a history, but at the same time, she's fighting for something. And she's standing out amongst uh, a whole sea of men, yes. and they're looking to her as inspiration and to lead them. And I think that is... And being a given a mission by Mon Mothma. Exactly. And I think that is, that's super important. And yeah, people are like, wow, just another female protagonist, but why not? And I think that's important right now. Considering where we're at right now in... in um as far as geek culture and, you know, people are like, we need more of this. We need way more inclusive. And I think this is just, this is Disney doing it right. And I think it's right. going to be good. Um, little side note here. Do you remember, how'd you like that meme I sent you that showed the, uh, the Ray poster from star Wars and it kept zooming in and it said in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago, there was the, uh, they used Phillips head screwdriver. Oh yeah. That was good. <laughs> because it zoomed in <laughs> yeah. on part of the lightsaber and you saw Phillips uh, head. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, all right, man. So what do we got here? Uh, a couple of things just from the, from the, uh, the, uh, behind the scenes stuff on Rogue One is that the effects supervisors come out and explains how working with Gareth Edwards is different than anyone else in the Star Wars universe. So that's really kind of cool. And then Neil Scanlon, um, who is, uh, um, involved in practical effects he talks about how star wars needs practical effects so you know a couple of in-depth articles so take a look at those it's important though i think on that last one that we have the practical effects i know that was a big deal leading up to episode seven and a lot of the podcasts especially are like all they're saying is you know practical effects practical effects well, and and, it was how important it was to jj but yeah but think about how much better that film was received despite People being upset that it was kind of a mirror of episode four, but at the same time, it, it felt, felt it felt real. It felt fresh, and it felt yes like part of the Star Wars universe. And I think the practical effects really, really is the driving force behind that. So. I completely agree. Um, what else do we have here? Um, do do do. Oh, that one's you. Yeah, there's a um, there's gonna be a so there's gonna be a uh, 
some footage airing during ABC Disney special. And let me look at the date here. It's happening towards the end of the month. Um, ABC Television Network and its parent company Disney are teaming up with the wonderful world of Disney magical holiday celebration special on Thursday, November 24th at 8. Um, and it's a Thanksgiving Day special will take place worldwide, showing off several of Disney's castles decked for the holidays, etc. Um, and they'll also debut, debut, debut exclusive footage from Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, and it was basically an announcement on Twitter. So, uh, I'm pretty excited about that. You know, oh, that's awesome. It's actually kind of funny. It was almost an afterthought. It was. <laughs> it's like, wonderful world of Disney. We have all this stuff. Oh, yeah. And Star it's Wars, like, a Rogue we've One. We've done this commercial, <laughs> but now we've decided to do this. Let's add on a little bit. So, I mean, we don't need to speculate or anything. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I love the little, hopefully it's like one of those featurette things where maybe the director talks or something. I think that'd be cool. Oh, that would be very cool. Yeah. Um, what do you got here? Uh, Donnie Yen, uh, who of course plays the, uh, the character that's blind, mm-hmm. uh, who is, it's really kind of interesting. I'm really interested in his character. Um, yeah. And he seems to be cov- a, a featured on the cover for Catalyst. So I'm really interested to see if they do any of his backstory. Also think about this. He's, because um, he's like attuned to the force, but he's yeah. not force sensitive. Yeah, outside of Vader, um, he seems to be the only one in the movie that is going to be force sensitive. Yeah. Um, and so I'm wondering the role that's going to take because obviously that's not the force is not the center of the movie. It's not. Although we do see Jyn Erso say, "May the force be with us," yes. stuff like that. But that could be just inspired by Donnie Yen's character, which, um, you know, it's not the magic that's going to help us it's it's our cleverness and our planning exactly. and and all that so i think it's pretty cool um but what's really interesting about this is that it's come out that do- having the character be blind was donnie yen's idea oh no way so it shows that jj and 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 kathleen kennedy and lucasfilm are, are willing to take ideas from from the actors yeah that's cool man i like that um and then of course we have the new vader tra- the new uh, rogue one trailer which hit today and uh, it features more darth vader no, yeah, well, let's see what happens. All right. Very cool. Well, what I liked about that trailer, um, that might be my favorite one, only in that all of my favorite scenes from all the other ones were in it. Um, and you get a couple of extra pieces of dialogue. You get one extra look at Vader, but, um, you also get to see Jen Urso's mother from well, what it looks like. Well, an older female. We don't, yeah, know okay. It's a, maybe it's just a, an elder or whatever. But she says something that's important. Yes. She says, trust in the force. And hands her a crystal on a necklace to wear around her neck, which we see her carrying later. And I'm wondering, is that a lightsaber crystal? And is there any chance she turns out to be force sensitive? Well, honestly, but you got to remember what, what her, it's been revealed that her dad does, which is he's in charge of the laser system. And we sure. know that that is built on kyber crystals. So right. it just could be that it could be that it's yeah. just a hint to what her father de- did for the death star. And that's part of how she solves that. Right. Mystery. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued by this. Yes, um, I'm excited. Was there anything else new in the trailer that you saw? Um, there was uh Oh, there was Donnie Yen's character shooting. It would look like a bowcaster. I know. Right. Which was cool. Um, especially since we just talked about how he's blind. We just talked about how he's blind. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I really, I like that trailer a lot just because of the fact that it was all the cool stuff, the RPG shot to the head of the ATAT and all that stuff. That was yes, cool. Very so, cool stuff. Um, all right. Um, so, uh, Eddie Redmayne, uh, has come out and talked about how he uh, had auditioned for Kylo Ren. Mm. And if you don't know Eddie Redmayne, uh, you will in a couple of weeks because he plays Newt's commander in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, okay. He's the main character. 
Cool. Uh, he was also nominated for an Oscar the last two years uh, for Danish Girl and Theory of Everything, where he played uh, um, yep. Stephen Hawking. Okay. <clears throat> uh, opposite Felicity Jones, ironically enough. Nice. So uh, it comes full circle. But evidently, he had a terrible audition for Kylo <laughs> Ren. So uh, just kind of an interesting bit of information. Interesting. Um, uh, what and, else you got? Well, as we know, for the last few months, uh, Peter Mayhew has been tweeting out pictures of his original for uh new hopes well back then star wars script right well the picture that he tweeted out this week um shows chewbacca speaking but it shows the english translation really of what he's roaring and and they said it's interesting because it it's it was more for those playing off of him to know how they should react because of what he's saying of what he's saying so actually if you open it up you can see the twit and and i'm wondering it's also too for the actor too so he knows what he's acting right let's see what we got here that's funny. That's really weird. He's like, where are you going? Where are you going? Follow my report. <laughs> okay, now I want to go back and watch that scene. I know. And see it. And see how it goes. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty funny. All right. Thank so, you, Peter Mayhew. <laughs> Peter Mayhew's awesome. Oh, All right. So one last thing before we kind of get to merchandise here is Rebels. There's a really cool little um, video that might tease... Uh, Darth Maul's return to Star Wars Rebels. And this is BA. I'm a one episode, two episodes behind on Rebels right now because okay, I'm for a lightsaber. Because we haven't watched we haven't watched it with the kids. Uh haven't been able to watch TV because we've been right. real busy. So uh let's check this out real quick. And it was him talking too. He said that will give you power. That's sick. Um yeah, so it looks like um the new video from Disney XD and Lucasfilm animated teasing Darth Maul's imminent return to Star Wars Rebels. So uh, it's basically a, lo- a close-up of lightsabers, some voiceover from Kanan, and then Maul comes in at the end. It's pretty badass. Yeah, very so, cool. Uh, all right, merchandise. We got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so um, Rogue One collectible coins are available, and I believe these are through New Zealand. Oh, really? But they're they're kind of cool. They have one showing the Empire side and one showing the Rebel side, and I want to say they're $80 a piece. Oh, that's it? Um, I've no posted them on Pinterest, um, but you can... Um, Scroll down to the bottom and see what they look like. But yeah, I think they're oh, wow, eighty dollars really a piece. Cool. They're very expensive. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're really cool. They're fine silver. They're two dollar yeah. denomination. I think eighty bucks each, two dollar coins. Yeah. But very cool. So those are available for, uh, through New Zealand if you want to get those. Wow, that would, those would be those would be pretty cool to get. Yeah. But I don't have the money. Okay. No. Um, so, you know, of course, Star Wars always does tie-ins. Yeah. This um, is kind of a bigger deal, though. Right yeah, it now. looks like Gillette is doing a major tie-in. Yeah. Um, there was an event. I thought I put it in here. There was some big thing they did with Gillette. Um, more than just a, a tie-in. They were doing something. There was some, there were commercials. Oh, that was it. Um. Yeah, it's a commercial playing right now. Something else, though. Maybe it was just the commercial. They were doing, oh, they were doing a contest. Um, uh, and you could win, uh, is this it? Oh, they're doing gift packs. They're doing, they're doing all kinds of stuff with Gillette. Oh my God. Let's see what this is. Yeah. So it's a really cool commercial with Gillette where it basically you see an attack, uh, on the, uh, the, the beach planet and they take it off from Yavin. It looks yeah, like, uh, it looks like it. Cause you see the Masasi temples. Um, but basically it goes in reverse until you see the soldier that it had focused on going back to where he shaved that morning. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. But the tagline is, every hero has a face. which uh, Every story has a face. Every story has a face. So I think that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
Um, then, of course, we have the, the Go Rogue videos, and Chapter 4 is now out, so nice. make sure you check that out. Uh, and Hasbro is going to be having a ton of uh, tie-ins as well. I think this is the one I was thinking of. Um, there's a, a, a Star Wars Story ATACT available for pre-order, and it's a remote control um, the vehicle for Rogue One. So I don't even want to know. Guess it's how much it is. Two forty-nine. Two forty-nine. Seems excessive. Holy crap! The set will run you two hundred ninety-nine dollars, but if you wow. pre-order at Target. Um, now with the code kids gifts, you will get 20% off. Well, that's, which, uh, uh, would be two, oh, like, 239. Uh, you thought you were the man. I for thought a minute. I was the man. <laughs> so Hasbro's releasing the Walker in toy form on December 1st, and it looks crazy. It looks just awesome. Um, it, it will walk using remote control. Um, and the remote doesn't just make it advance on those rebel scum, though. It can also be used to fire the nerf darts from the vehicle's blaster. <laughs> That's badass. Awesome. Scroll down. Let's see it. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> oh, my God. That dude. is really cool. <laughs> oh, my kids would love this, but I don't have the money for that. Look at that. That's insane. How cool is that, dude? That's really cool. All right. Since it's not a visual medium, we can't just sit here and do this. But that looks cool. Yes, that looks very cool. <laughs> a little generous, though, too. Look. Yep. That's tight. All right. So that's expensive, but awesome. Um, and then we also have Star Wars Ornaments debuting at Target as well. Cool. Which, uh, it's, you know, it's getting to that time. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, there was like, uh, what was the one that I saw? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at the Chewbacca, Chewbacca. one. <laughs> Ray. Ray, Chewbacca. Um, C3PO's got a huge head. BB-8. Yeah, it's everybody. Pretty much is Millennium Falcon one. Um, Yoda. Wow. There's a lot of them. Cool, man. So, you know, decorate your trees and stuff and things. All I right. might have to get, uh, well, of course, we don't have a target around us, but I could order them online and hang <laughs> up at the, in the lab. That'd be cool. All right. So, uh, that's it. Let's uh, move on to. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to be, since this is our 100th episode, we're going to do kind of what we did last time, rapid fire through our different sections. Right. And, um, we got a bunch of stuff in here we want to talk about, but it's going to be pretty brief. Um, so I'm going to play our, for, you know, for nostalgia's sake, our pop culture bumper. Yeah. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. By the way, that show is phenomenal right now. I still haven't watched it's it. It's really cool. Um, all right, real quick. I had to throw this in there. We haven't talked about it yet. Big news today. You and I have talked about it. Yes. Um, <laughs> we obviously like beer. Yes, we do. Um, uh, we like Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, we do. Dungeons and Drafts. Okay. Yeah. We haven't talked about this? No. You haven't seen this? I have not. Holy crap. It wasn't you I was talking to it then. Oh my God. Check, this is, might be the coolest thing ever. It's called Dungeons and Drafts. Okay. And what they're going to do oh, is cool. they're building a real life fantasy tavern in Fort Collins. Okay. And so <laughs> really what it is. So I'm just going to read the first part. The first thing that patrons will see when they walk into Dungeons and Drafts are the stained glass windows says, um, Manny Garza, a tableau of wizards and warriors will quest across the panels designed by a local artist from high up on the wall. A mounted dragon's head will stare down at tables of drinkers huddled around cups of mead and piles of books. Behind the bar, swords and shields will glint in the chandelier's flickering light. So they're basically making a fantasy tavern where people can go and be in a tavern. 
which is amazing. That's very cool. It got started on Kickstarter, um, and they and they raised the money that they needed, and it's getting going. Uh, Turkey Lake Thursdays looks like. Um, uh, I mean, look, there's a link in here. There's all kinds of stuff. Hard cider. The bar will feature 30 beers on tap, as well as meat and local tipples, um, from Long Mont's uh, Climb Hard Cider and others. Dungeon Drafts is working with Black, excuse me, Black Bottle Brewery in Fort Collins to create a custom beer for the pub as well. So very cool. All kinds of cool stuff, man. That picture looks sick, though, right? It does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you've never played Dungeons and Dragons, it's kind of like never what I read... imagine when you send us to our tavern. Exactly. And this is what I imagine when I talk about the tavern, but bigger, <laughs> like way bigger, but that's super awesome. Um, cool, man. So I just, I had to mention that just be- because well, what was the other big Dungeons and Dragons news? Oh, the big one that I didn't even have in here because we, I haven't even put in here. I was going to and I saw that and I thought that was what it was. No, the big Dungeons and Dragons news is that it is now in the Toy Hall of Fame. It is in the Toy Hall of Fame. As of like today or yesterday. Yeah, Yeah. totally. So, um. So it's in there with the ball and Slinky and Play-Doh. But way better than those dumb things. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Uh, convention news. We only have one piece of news here. We're still waiting on, uh, SDCC to open up for press. Um, and we are still waffling on whether we're going to Silicon Valley Comic Con, but. But as you know, it was election day on Tuesday. It was. And, um, one of the things that failed (laughs) was the San Diego initiative. Amongst other things is the, um, San Diego, uh, the initiative to get the expansion going. And that new site we talked about months ago. Right, which they're calling the Convadium, which is the convention center slash stadium for the Chargers. For the Chargers, and right. They, yeah, so, but SECC wasn't behind this at all to begin with, so. No, but, I mean, that's where they were going to go. Right. Yeah. So now, since they still have their two-year contract, which I believe is up in 2018, um, after that, who knows? If they don't get this figured out, they might just have to go to Anaheim. Yeah, which, you know, I, I would miss the gas lamp, but. I would, but they're really outgrowing the convention center. Oh no, they—they've certainly outgrown the convention center. But I mean, I've never been to Anaheim Convention Center either. So, um, but then you know, we know we have downtown Disney and all that, and that's yep. that's a big space. It is it's a lot of people. Um, all right, man. So let's get to our real reviews section. Yes, and we're just gonna do uh, rapid fire through these uh, bits of news. Do uh, it. Uh, it looks like there's a we uh, there's gonna be a Lord of the Rings. Uh, Author J.R.R. Tolkien biopic in the works. I am uber excited about this. Yeah, well, and we talked last week, uh, last episode about the Wonder Woman yeah. creator's biopic. Yeah, and, and I, I've been wanting to see um, a Tolkien uh, biopic or just something, just because you know, like we were talking about with the um, growing popularity of D and D. You know, my love of fantasy. Um, and and where we're going right now in geek culture and all that, I'm 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 excited to see this happening. And after the Hobbit movies and stuff like that, yeah. Well, so. there you remember they're also having the Stan Lee biopic in the right. works. Uh, it honestly, wouldn't surprise me if they do one on the uh, the two guys who did uh, Superman. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so lots yeah. of cool stuff. Cool. Oh, this I had to throw this in here because this goes to my adding my mounting disappointment for hella dumb movies. Are you ready? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So there's going to be a Furby movie that's okay, being made. Is this going to be a trilogy like Tetris? Well, I didn't even open it because I just thought it was so dumb that I had to put it in there. So there's going to be a Furby movie. Uh, let's see. Studio executives can find a movie franchise in just about anything these days, it says. So let's see. <laughs> so hold on a second. This is only, No. This is only like 20 years too late. Bob Weinstein's doing it? If the studio has its way, though, that could very well happen. 
as the Weinstein's company's Bob Weinstein reveals several new projects as a presentation at Casa de Mar this week, and the selection um, did include a Furby movie. I'm rolling the dice and playing for the for playing for hits. Weinstein said, "Holy crap, Weinstein! Come on, Bob." Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Oh, Bob. <laughs> anyway, I'm done with that story. That's dumb. Um, so that's gonna be terrible, but we'll see. Maybe it won't be. Trolls movie I heard was good. I haven't seen it yet. True, but at least I had a good cast. Uh, yeah, that's true. But it's Furby. It's like 20 years too late. For well, it's like making an Avatar movie. <laughs> Which we talked about earlier. That's funny. At dinner, we were talking about Avatar. It's, we were. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this on the show, too. But moving on. Right. Um, Quentin Tarantino is retiring. He's got two more films, he says. And, you know. Did direct- Kevin Smith say the same thing? Yeah, well, you say that, but then. Okay, then, well, this is. Then you him, keep making movies. Yeah, well, this is him retiring from, from uh, f- directing, right? Yeah. So he could still. I mean, he was a writer a long time, long before he was a director. True, true. Um,. He'll only be doing two more movies, he says. Um, I don't know if he says what they're going to be, though. Well, I know he has been working on Kill Bill 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, something about Bonnie and Clyde. Which is right up his alley. Yeah. Because you got to remember, he wrote uh, True Romance and uh, Natural Born Killers. Oh, yeah. He says, earlier this year, Tarantino teased a potential Bonnie and Clyde-esque uh, tale set in Australia in the 1930s. Well, I just guess- hope he keeps writing, at least. Hopefully. Um, oh, also it looks like Adventure Time is going to be ending in 2018, um, which I, I think when it's over, I'm going to go back and watch that. You know, I've never seen an episode of Adventure Time. I actually really like the ones I've seen. I just never sat down and watched them all. You know, it's, 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 I have the same thing about Rick and Morty. Yeah. I, same I, I like the ones I've seen, but I've never sat down and watched and it. And BoJack Horseman. Have you ever watched that? No, I keep seeing the ad on I've watched Netflix, a couple of episodes but... and I was like, oh, I really like this and I forget that I watched it. And then I watched other things. It's like, oh, I should watch more BoJack Horseman. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I've kind of fallen off of watching a lot of animation, adult animation outside of Archer. So, right. um, I like to go back cause I really do like those shows. Cool. CBS may launch a Sheldon centric Big Bang Theory spinoff. Okay. I have a question. Isn't yeah. the Big Bang Theory Sheldon centric anyways? Pretty much. I mean, not, okay. Well, I'm not a, exclusively, I, but I, well, yes. yeah, I'm a big, big, big Bang Theory fan. Yes, I like the show. It. I watch it every week. Um, it's a show that does not need a spinoff. No. Yeah, I think that'll just kind of cheapen what it is, you know? Yeah. Honestly. Well, it's kind of like Friends did not need a spinoff, but we still got Joey. And how'd that go? I uh, went for two years and did not do well. <laughs> and here we are. Okay, so Star Trek The Next Generation and Aliens um, is getting a crossover, which I don't understand. I believe this is in comic book form. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's all. I mean, we already have Alien versus Predator. There's oh this, yeah. There's a. The book will be written. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a Predator. Uh, there's so many spinoffs with Predator and Alien. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Then I didn't. I for some reason thought this was not a comic book, but it's coming from Dark Horse, um, IDW and Dark Horse. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, with Marvel getting such a Marvel and DC just getting such huge market shares right now, um, Dark Horse and IDW are teaming up and they're doing a lot of crossovers to. Uh, take advantage of their properties totally um this is cool too there's a featurette um check it out templars versus assassins for As- assassin's creed which we've talked a ton about check it out we've got a link for that cool and here's the one i snuck in for you yeah oh what is happening there's a what now so uh there has been a movie that filmed this last summer it is done and in the can Stop it. And it's called going places and it is a big lebowski spinoff Stop about it. the john Turturro character the who? 
The Totoro character. Which one is that? Open up the pic. The there's Totoro a picture. character. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh my god, I'm. I want to see this so bad. Oh my god, Jesus. Jesus. You should have said Jesus. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, it's in the can, and they're trying to get uh, distributing right now. Oh, how bad do I want to see a movie about Jesus? Well, not as bad as you thought you did, but now you do. But now I do. So I got to send that to my buddy who was a big fan of that movie too. Um, and that was coming from that information came from Empire Magazine. Nice, dude. All right, so we've got some uh, release dates here. We're just going to really quick run run these. We're not even going to talk about them, but uh, the rings. A sequel has been moved. It was originally slated for October 28th of this year. It's pushed back to February 3rd. Uh, Fast 8 was announced to finally get released April 14th of 2017. Uh, the Dark Tower uh, film has been pushed back from February 17th. It is now coming out sometime in summer. Yeah, that was kind of a big one. Um, yeah, but they're, the reasoning is, is that they're still in post-production. And uh, it looks like they're going to have a slot to put it in sometime, I believe, in the beginning of August. Oh, cool. Uh, Flatliners is getting pushed back, uh, a month from, uh, uh, August 18th to, uh, September 29th. Uh, Friday the 13th is getting pushed back from next October to, uh, or sorry, being pushed up from next October up to January of this year. Oh, wow. The, uh, the rock film Rampage based on that old video game oh, with the monsters climbing the buildings. So happy about that. Has been fi- given a, a really state of, uh, is this not apropos or what? It's coming out 420 of 2018. So oh my that's God. great for the potheads. Weed's going to be legalized in California. Oh my God. It's going to be amazing. Let me tell you. So rampage. I don't, I have a complete opposite feeling as I do about the Furby movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I love this game because basically you were a monster climbing buildings and eating people. Dude, I have that game in my attic. Punch, I used punch, to play punch, that punch, game punch, all punch. the time. You eat the people, you throw in stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Mission Impossible 6 has been given a release date for September 27th, 2018. Sweet. And unfortunately, Uncharted has yeah. been pulled from the schedule. It's not officially inked. Right. But it's now to be announced instead of June 7th, instead of June of 2017. I found the premise of it really interesting anyway, only in that the video game itself is kind of like a movie. Exactly. So it, this is still in the works. There's a, they're having a hard time, uh, nailing down the script to get it done. Yeah. All right. We have a ton of trailers in the uh, the show notes for you guys to look at today. We're not going to talk about them at all. We're just listing them to, because we haven't done a real reviews in a while. Right. And so I've just been stockpiling all these links for trailers. Totally. A couple of them have been released already, but this is a list really quick. Uh, Underworld Blood Wars. Yeah. We got uh, Valerian and the City of Thousand Planets. Power Rangers. Ghost in the Shell. Train Spotting 2. Lego Batman, which I'm excited about. Because there was a brand new one that just came out, That's and uh, let's talk about let's talk about it next week. Uh, Life, Triple uh, X, Return of Xander Cage, A Cure for Wellness. God, I want I haven't seen almost any of these. I can't wait. Uh, Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. Um, That's a teaser. Allied, which looks really good with Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard. Uh, Jackie, which is a biopic of Jackie Onassis. Nice. Uh, Death Race 2050. Uh, the Great Wall, which for some reason I still haven't watched it yet, and it looks awesome. It does. It's getting rave reviews. Yeah. Uh, John Wick Two. Right. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> like what? Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. I can't wait to watch that. I love those movies. It's good. Uh, War for Planet of the Apes. Smurfs: The Lost Village. Why do I have to read the Smurfs one? Because you're tiny. <laughs> uh, I'm not blue. <laughs> Freakish, which is a Hulu show. Cool. Uh, collateral Breach. 
Collateral Beauty. Which is the prime drama coming out for Christmas. Oh, really? It's It's got a huge cast. Uh, Amazon Prime? No, I'm saying it's... Oh, oh, I see. Okay. It's a temple drama. You know, there's you usually... You gotta be careful what you say these yeah, days. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's <laughs> usually a huge drama that comes out on Christmas Day, yeah, yeah. like Castaway in the Past, stuff like that. Um, this is the one, huh? This one, it's got Will Smith and uh, um, Helen Mirren and... Uh, oh, wow. Everybody's in it. Cool. Um, Live by Night, which is the new Ben Affleck movie. Uh, Miss Sloan? Uh, I don't know. What, what is that? Miss Sloan, it's a movie with uh, Jessica Chastain. Oh, okay. Uh, the Promise. Uh, what's ARQ? It's a new movie on Netflix. Netflix or Amazon? I can't remember, but it's with uh, Robbie Amell. Okay, cool. Um, we talked about Rings. We've got the trailer for that. And The Young Pope. Uh, which is a movie about a young pope. That makes and sense. Headshot. <laughs> I can't, I, I really want to see that one. <laughs> is that about snipers? Uh, continue. Uh, Hidden Figures, which is a great uh, movie about, um, the women who were behind the NASA program. Nice. Uh, Bad Santa 2, there's a, that's a Red Band trailer. It's a Red Band trailer for which that one. I love Red Band trailers. Uh, Passengers with, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. Nice. And then the last one's Morgan. Morgan, yes. Which is what? What is that? Uh, it's a new movie with, um, Kate Mara. Okay. Yeah, so it looks like a, a, a really cool AI film. Yeah. Flick. AI thriller. Yeah, cool. Yep. All right, man. So you saw some movies. Yeah, really quick reviews. Last week I went and saw two movies. I I went and saw the new Dan Brown Robert Langdon movie called Inferno. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed it. I loved the book. Um, two things about it is they really the great thing about the Robert Langdon books and movies is that they're very puzzle oriented, mm. and this one kind of shied away from that to go more action. Um, I'm a little disappointed in that, but I do love that they skipped a book in the series that they did not turn into a movie called yeah. The Lost Symbol. Right, right. And they made a joke about it. Oh, did they? Yeah. That's cool. They, uh, when she, when he meets a character, she says, Oh, I've loved all your books. Even that one that nobody likes called The Lost Language of da 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 And he's like, Oh, yeah. And it was just kind of a little tongue in cheek thing. That's funny. Um, and then I saw the new Jack Reacher movie, Never Go Back. Um, I liked the first Jack Reacher. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really good. It's based on a great series of books by Lee Child. Um, and this one was uh, just as good. I enjoyed yeah. it. It's got uh, uh, Colby Smulders in it. And cool. she did a great job. Nice, man. Um, yeah, so I didn't see either one. I don't get to the movies as often. But, um, you know, I'll check them out. I'm not a big fan of the 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 Inferno. The, the Dan Brown the stuff. The Dan Brown stuff, yeah. honestly. But that's just me. All right, so let's get to um, our universal section, which most of it's going to go pretty quick. The The main focus, I think, in the beginning is going to be the Deadpool drama. Yes. So let's get that out of the way. So on a plus side, we have the Deadpool movie is going to get a special holiday Blu-ray release. Awesome. Which is going to have all kinds of cool extras and badass stuff. So I might pick it up just because or ask for it for Christmas because it sounds fun. Right. Um, uh, Deadpool, Deadpool 2, there was a rumor that it was going to be start filming in january is absolutely not going to be doing that well it's hard to film when you don't have a director well and despite all that stuff um that was just kind of a rumor anyway they said very best case scenario if they do find a director um they're looking at march but i still don't think that's gonna happen no, I'm, I'm i'm guessing we're looking more at a fall start. yeah yeah which is too bad um so to continue the drama junkie xl who is the composer for the first film um when um when Tim Miller left, he decided he was going to. Um, so that's uh, no director and no composer, as of right now. Yeah, it's a little tough to uh, to proceed. <laughs> and um, and and I know I know what Ryan Reynolds is trying to do. He's trying to preserve what he has, and he's trying to make it happen. I'm afraid that 
it's one going to take too long and just get lost and get lost in the, and we have so many other superhero films coming out. Um, and two, just how hard do you need to fight before everybody leaves? Exactly. You know what I mean? And then you're alone. Right. Um, and I love Ryan Reynolds and I know that maybe it's a little bit of stubbornness despite, you know, considering what happened with green lantern and stuff like that. But I think he's got to start making some compromises or, or this may not go forward at all. Absolutely. And if you, you want to talk about movies that are buried in development, heck, uh, he should talk to Terry Gilliam, who's been trying to do the Don Quixote movie for what, 30 oh, years? God. Yeah, at least. There's actually been a documentary made about Terry <laughs> about Gilliam. About trying to make it. Yeah, called Lost in La Mancha. And it got a whole <laughs> bunch of rewards. And that came out like 15 years ago. Oh, my God. Um, all right. So there's a couple names that have surfaced, um, in the search for a Deadpool director. Um, David, I don't know how to say that. Leech, Lich, uh, is in the lead position, um, according to Deadline. Um, but, and there's also Drew Goddard and Magnus Martins, uh, Martins, um, has also popped up. Um, Lich is no, Leech, Lich is best known for his work, um, with Chad Stahisky in the original John Wick. Starring Keanu Reeves. Which is great. Yeah. Um, Goddard, his most recent work, it says, uh, Oscar nominated The Martian. Fantastic. Um, he also executive produced 10 Cloverfield Lane, Daredevil Lost, and the Daredevils for Netflix. Yeah. He's part of the whole J.J. Abrams, uh, Bad Robot. Bad Robot. Crew. Yeah. Thank you. Totally. Uh, Magnus Martins, uh, has worked most in the television, it says. Uh, his directorial credits include Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Power, 12 Monkeys, and uh Luke Cage. So they're all obviously worthy candidates. All talented. Um I just I just need them to start figuring this out. Yeah. I mean get somebody on board. Get let's get it going. Because I'm a big fan of uh, of Deadpool as a character, but I love that first Deadpool movie and I just wanted to get going. So Yes. Um there's also a rumor that Fox is gonna hit the reset button again on X Men. Yeah, this <laughs> is actually but what they mean by this is not just like, you know, when they restarted again with first class they're gonna blow up the entire timeline and start from scratch which means they can't cast any cat any actors in the same roles or else it blows it does blow up that timeline but and this makes it it makes sense although i do like the young xavier and the young um well it's what's his name playing um young magneto fassbender right um and I say young, it's relatively because right. the other guys are hell old. But, um, you know, I'm okay with it because of the backlash from Apocalypse. And I feel like that's what they're thinking. But at the same time, they've got some really cool actors playing some of those roles right now. So they do, but the, it's also good. It's also not because, working. <laughs> well, it isn't, but, um, Fastbender, McAvoy, Lawrence and Holt right. are all their contracts are up right. because they only signed on for three films. So now's the, if they're going to do it. Now's the time. To yeah. Do. And Lauren's a giant star. All these guys. I mean, yeah, they can't get her on for the same amount of money they signed her on for. No, before. absolutely not. Um, Fox is already planning a Deadpool three with X Force. Yeah. And this is what we were hoping anyways, because we wanted him to have more time with the X series. Yeah. And this might actually be a way that they can re- reboot the X Men. Right. And what's this last one in here? Uh, Chris Claremont, who, if anybody knows X Men, Claremont is like the god. Yeah, because Stan Lee created them. Yeah. Chris Claremont brought them into the forefront. Okay. He ran them from, the I want to say, the mid-70s to the early 90s. Uh, he created the characters of, like, Rogue and, and I mean, Jubilee. And, right. I, mean, I love Jubilee. I know, but, he, I mean, he is the patron saint of, of, of X-Men. 
Right. Um, he has come out and said that the movie series has ruined the, the, the property. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, there we are. That's where we are. All right. Um, a couple Netflix things that I thought were really interesting this week. Um, two major networks are leaving Netflix. Okay. And I'll leave the next one here for a second. So HGTV and the Food Network are leaving Netflix. Yeah, and this isn't as uncommon as you would think. Right. Um, it might just be that they're creating their own streaming service, uh, very much like uh, CW Seed. Does. That's kind of what they're alluding to, is that they're like, well, Netflix is great, but considering that this is where, every, the, where everybody's shifting to, we don't necessarily need Netflix. Right, right? And, and it could also be that maybe um, there's their contract's up and they've got a better deal at Hulu or Amazon yeah. or... Crackle or whatever. Exactly. So, you know, um, I don't watch any of these shows, but, you know, Chopped, Fixer Upper, Flip or Flop, you know, stuff like that. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that's going away, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm sure that you'll be able to find whatever you're watching somewhere else. Yes. Um, this is a big one, though. Have you, did you see this? I saw the headline, but I did not read the Okay, article. so I read this earlier. Now, the, the bottom line is this. So, well, the headline is Netflix makes huge leap into cable television. What they're doing is they're teaming up with Comcast, which is really like a competitor of sorts, right? A little bit. But they're making it so Comcast users can access Netflix via Comcast. Okay, well, yeah, this just makes it's like uh, all this is sounding like it's doing is... How like you can get the Netflix app through Mm -hmm. Windows or the app or Xbox or or PlayStation, where I get it. it where. You can get it through Comcast. So instead of having a standalone box like your Xbox or your yeah. Apple TV box, whatever, or your Slingo or your uh, Rocco, I think is you know one all Ro- those Roku, Roku, yeah. You just do it through your DVR, yeah. Which so you already get from Comcast. Let me let me read this because I think it's interesting. It says, and the partnership is shaping up to be a global takeover. Um, a little exaggerated, it says, but anyway, um, starting next week, the Comcast X1 cable boxes will host Netflix. This is a huge advancement for the streaming company that will expand their reach even further. Um, this pairing doesn't sound quite strange in the fact that these companies are competitors. Um, Comcast represents traditional blah, blah, blah. And it says, um, essentially, that I just, I think this is going to be kind of crazy. So Netflix slowing U.S. subscriber growth currently rests at 47 million. So far, it's 2.76 million domestic dis- subscribers added over the first nine months of 2016 represent 32% decline from new additions. So they're not getting the subscriber boost that they're used to, even though, the, and they're putting, and you, you got to look at it from Netflix perspective too. They're putting out hella, um, hella, uh, a bunch of original series, yes. very successful original series, but if their subscriber base is down and they don't have, yeah, uh, commercial content. So what this does basically is, I mean, I'm just throwing this, I don't know the numbers for sure. Sure. But say there are 50 million subscribers to Comcast, right? Yeah. And if you go ahead and have a deal with Netflix where they build in the cost of the subscription into the price of Comcast. Right. So just everybody's bill goes up eight bucks or 10 bucks or whatever. Sure. Um, then. You don't need to worry about subscription costs anymore because instead of having at whim costs on a month to month basis, you've got contracts locked in for year to two year contracts. Right. And they're getting a cut from Comcast. So they're having to put in less upfront money for long term growth. I, I'm with you, man. And I, I'm, my fear is that 
if if Netflix starts to see a decline, we're going to lose some of the awesome Netflix shows. I think this is them trying to stave that off. Yeah, exactly. Because they're getting more front end money. That's what I'm saying. So, and and I can't wait for you know Stranger Things too. Yes, so, season two. And they're actually already talking about a season three. Oh, can't wait. Uh, right, let's get to Disney, man. Um, <laughs> this is the big one. Yeah, Disney's on track to break the industry box off circuit, which we actually talked about a couple of weeks ago. We did. When we said that they were doing a $5 billion summer or something like that. And we said that they're in last year was the first year they ever did $5 billion, but still the record was universal who yeah. a couple of years ago did seven point something billion. Something like that. Yeah. And it looks like the, I mean, when you have two Star Wars movies in the same calendar, well, not in theaters in the same calendar year. Yeah. Plus, you have all your all Marvel, the Marvel movies stuff and, and yeah and the you know eventually finding, you, you got, finding you, Dory which finding is the Dory. biggest movie of the year right. actually and then you know we got what Beauty and the Beast coming up and all uh, these Moana other ones coming, is up. coming Moana. out on yeah. Christmas yeah so um, yeah they're on track man they're on track to make a ton of money no I'm okay with that Wrinkling Time yeah we've got a couple of Wrinkling Time news uh, the start of production has happened yep and they've just cast Michael Pena. Nice. Who uh, stole the show in Ant Man? I saw that man. I was like, oh, now I really, I, I wanted to see it before, but Penny, I love that guy. Exactly. Um, Monsters um, Inc. Yeah, the the director for Monsters Inc. is actually coming out, and they're talking about doing a sequel. Very cool. Whereas Monsters University was a prequel. Yeah, they'll be doing a sequel. Oh, I, I, I would love. I I wasn't the. I was okay with Monsters University, but really, what I wanted to know was what happened after exactly. Monsters Inc. So yeah. Um, Beauty and the Beast, uh, the movie, the live action movie will contain unused lyrics from the original film. So we're going to get some original, uh, Mankin and Ashman, uh, very cool, uh, uh, songs. Which yeah. Is cool. And I think that's, I think that's super important too, man. You don't want to just have the exact same songs in the first one and just live, live action form, right. you know? Um, so Disney's also continuing their Shocking. live action bandwagon, uh, as we've already had. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, they're in pre-production on Little Mermaid. Uh, they did Maleficent. They Jungle Book. Jungle Book. They're doing, like I said, Little Mermaid. Um, Milan, all that stuff. Snow White is yeah. next on the list. Well, look, I mean, really, they're going to do all of their... They're going to do all their princess movies no matter what. I can see that yeah, happening. Yeah, and you know what the funny thing is? is like, we think this is... Oh, this is a new... Evolution. No, no. This is just what you gotta happens. remember. Glenn Close was in the 101 Dalmatians that right. they redid in the 90s. And what I'm what I'm really excited about, to be honest with you, is when they finally announce. <laughs> this is just me because I I love the music from it and I love the the fact that it's a black princess. But when they do Prince and the Frog, I think that's gonna be awesome. That'll be great. I think that's just gonna be really a really cool, just a really cool movie. Yeah. Personally, I'm looking forward to Sword in the Stone. Oh. Because that was my favorite yeah, as a kid. I love Sword in the Stone. Or uh, well, that I owl, want, that owl dude. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I want owl. Archimedes. Yeah, Archimedes. <laughs> I want them to do a. Re- How do you do the owl? You just do a CG. Yeah, you just have to do yeah, CG, yeah. which is what they'd have to do with Robin Hood. Yeah. But keep it with the animals. Do you think they're gonna? Oh, they, they would have, have to. to. They would have to. Because if they do live action, then then you just have freaking you know another Robin Hood movie. Yeah. But here you gotta have it with a fox and a bear and. Huh. And a chicken or a rooster singing the thing, the music, yeah. Yeah, and the crocodile. The lion is the is Prince John. Oh, that's amazing. I can't wait for the that. The Sheriff of Rottingham. <laughs> All right. So and then the very last thing, this just got released, I believe, yesterday. Um, is we know Hong Kong Disney is on the forefront of great new rides at the Oh, day. yeah, for sure. And there's a new video out that shows uh the new Iron Man experience ride. Okay, that's 
Oh. It looks really cool. It basically just looks like an Iron Man version of Star Tours. What I like about it, though, is that Stan Lee was there for an interview, and at 93 years old, he's all there, man. He still man. gets excited. He's all there. He's excited, articulate. I just I just love it. All right. So, uh, DCU time. Um, the new Wonder Woman trailer came out, and we had... Uh, tell me you saw it. We Well, we saw it at the theater today. No, that wasn't it. Oh, that wasn't it? No. Oh, then no, I haven't watched this You're one. You're blowing it. You're just blowing it. Just kidding. Should the occasion arise. <laughs> she's from, uh, the, uh, she's from Shaun of the Dead and. Oh, really? Yeah, she was also in, uh, Studio 16 and Sunset Ship. Alright, so, uh. It looks wonderful. Yeah, so we, <laughs> there's a couple of trailers out, but that's, that's my favorite. That's really good. Cool. Alright, continue. Uh, Iris West is gonna be cameo, cami. Gonna make a cameo. Thank you. In <laughs> Justice League. Which is important. Um, and it looks like the Flash movie lost its director. It's second director. Uh, that's not gonna happen. I think, do you think this has to do with the fact that Flash is so successful on TV? I don't think so. I just think they're just not getting it right. Yeah. Um, there's also a re- weird rumor I saw a few, a couple weeks ago. This is a little old, but, um, that Ben Affleck's Batman script has some serious problems. I don't see how that. I don't, I don't think that's an issue considering he wrote Argo and various yeah, well, other and they, things. I mean, but he won the Golden Globe for or yeah. an Oscar for Good Will Hunting. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, they were saying the same thing about Wonder Woman. That's true. That Wonder Woman. Let's go back to looks that. It looks amazing. Yeah. Um, DC Comics, uh, TV, one billion dollars in revenue. Yeah, looks like Berlanti's doing well. So here's what I'm thinking. You know, scrap the Flash movie. Grab Gustafson and that whole cast and put him in a movie. Yeah. And just make another billion dollars. Call it a day. I'm good with that. You're welcome, DC. <laughs> so Justice League has cast their Steppenwolf. Yeah. That's and all it's going to be a uh, Kieran uh, Hines. Oh, yeah. He was in. Um, he's in Game of Thrones. He's in Game of Thrones. Yeah. He plays. Uh, yeah. I like his character in Game of Thrones. Oh, he's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I, mean, I like this guy. That's perfect. He's played the Russian president in movies. Yeah. He's played. That's a good cast. That's yeah. good casting. Exactly. And Young Justice is finally getting season three. Yeah. Well, there we go. Cool. That's all I have to say about that. Yep. Um, MCU, and then we're out of here. So, real quick news. Um, Marvel has plans for a possible Ghost Rider Netflix series or movie, I think. And although I'm behind on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I know that the Ghost Rider that this current season with Ghost Rider is very successful and people are stoked about it. Oh, really? So, um, I think that's sparking this, you know? Cool. Um, we were talking earlier about how Disney does it right with, uh, gender equality stuff and the Marvel executive producers have come out and, uh, they're saying that they're promoting a gender, uh, equality agenda. Nice. So that means more female led movies, more gender fluid characters. Well, that's important. We're going to have Captain Marvel. We're going to have this other stuff. And I think they really should go forward with Black Widow and just oh, you know, absolutely. keep all this stuff going. And, and uh, why not create more characters that mirror all of what society is? Exactly. Why not? Uh, quick Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Volume 2. Um, the Galaxy, their director is thinking about a Nebula solo movie. I'm sure, uh, Karen Gillan is all about that. Yeah. And I, I love her and I love that character. I mean, we, we're going to, I, I have a feeling we're going to get a lot more of her in, in volume two, but at the same time, I think it'd be cool to, to get a whole solo film. Absolutely. You know? Well, James Gunn has also come out and said that he would be willing to direct a Marvel Netflix show. Give it to him. Absolutely. <laughs> He's great. 
Uh, all right, so let's get to our Doctor Strange stuff, man, and let's get out of here. So we saw Doctor Strange tonight for the second time. Yes, um, we before we get to um, our thoughts about the film, a couple things leading up to it. Um, Marvel Puzzle Quest, which we both play, had a, a, a Doctor Strange event. They just started a new event with it today. Uh, it's over. No, it just started today. A new one started today. A new one started today? Yeah. Yeah, the new Versus event called Strange Days. Oh, Versus event. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I tried to play the story event. Um, I got bogged down with stuff and couldn't really get I into know, it. I was in the top 300 for a while because you need to be in the top 300 yeah. to get Doctor Strange. And then I ended up falling to 800. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 so, you know, that happened. Um, so we also have uh, the, the movie opened ahead of Ant-Man, Thor Dark World, a bunch of other stuff. We have a link in there for that. It's doing really well. Um, this is the... Second weekend in a row, it's going to take yep. number one at the box office. Um, and oh, it looks like and it is their fort is Marvel's fourteenth straight number one debut. That's something. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, man. So we saw it. Yeah. So what do you think? I personally, I loved it. Um, I I, I like Cumberbatch. Um, I like the story. I like the. It's 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 very much um. An anti-hero story of sorts. Very much. Um, and you know, those are personally my favorite. Uh, it starts off very egocentric, mm-hmm. starts off very much like this is, this is my world this is what I'm about. Um, and it's all about me. And then of course the shift has to happen, you know, and there's that, there's that moment where he has to be like, well, it's still, he's trying to make himself better because he, you know, he gets it. Uh, by the way, spoilers. Yeah. All spoilers yeah. on this part. Um, he, he gets into a car accident. You know, we get to see how great a great surgeon he is and all this stuff gets a car accident, loses the only thing he's got going for him is hands. Right. Right. So he sets off on this mission to, you know, get, to get that back. And that in and of itself is a selfish mission. Right. Yes. Even when he, after he meets the ancient one, he's just like, it's about me still take me in and teach me. Right. And then it turns into something a little bit bigger and a little bit better yeah, um, you, you outside finally, of himself. Yeah. You finally see the transformation is um, when he run when he meets. Um, it happens late. Yeah. When he uh, goes back to the hospital and he meets mm-hmm. his former love interest. Yeah. And he sa- he apologizes while yeah. he's on the table being operated on. Yeah. And, and, and that's, fairly late into the film and yeah, you're you're looking at beginning of that's the end of the second act exactly and 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 what i like about that is it takes so long and at the same time you get these other characters the villains or one the villain um still doing what he's doing and then at the same time towards the end you end up getting a new villain and because of all of the decisions he, that he's made, the allegiances that he's made, and the decisions that he's made, he another villain is born at the end um, of sorts. Yeah, you know, kind of felt like how Batman versus Superman did the whole Lex Luthor. Yeah. Then it's Doomsday. Right. This is how they did it right. Yeah. This, and you get the motivations of the villains. You get it very early on. You get the fact that. Um, oh, his name just flew in my head. It starts with the K, K, K. Casilius. Casilius. You get this sense that Casilius did was very much like Strange. Played great by by my meds. Yeah, Mickelson. I mean, he 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 did really well, really good job. And it's not like and I and as much as I love Guardians of the Galaxy, um, that that villain's a little flat. 
Yes. This villain is not. This villain is like you. He has depth. He does in the fact you know what his journey was. You don't see it, but you know what his journey was because it's very much Strange's journey. It's a selfish journey at first, and then he's like, then he sees what, excuse me, what the ancient one is. Yes. And he says he calls her a hypocrite, mm-hmm. and he says, you know what? Screw this. I'm gonna look for power somewhere else, and I'm gonna better myself somewhere else. And you see that motivation, and you see that he's trying. The best villains, honestly, and this goes with novels, this goes with fiction in general, the best villains are the ones you can kind of be like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you see their point of view. Yeah, and and definitely at the end of the film, especially in the end credits, you see why um, Chueto Ojiofor's character, um, Morbo, is... You see his motivations because yeah. you see that entire arc. And I love him and I love that character and I can't wait to see what happens next. Exactly. I, I'm really excited for that. Plus, I loved the um, mid-credits scene with him, with Strange and uh, with Thor. Thor. <laughs> He's like, so. <laughs> so, it, it basically, it shows how it's connecting to Ragnarok. Exactly. And and Strange, what I like about Doctor Strange's character, which is why I was very excited about this movie, is when I really dived into dove into some of these uh um marvel comics he pops up yeah all over the place and in places you probably wouldn't think but he just pops up because he can have a hand in stuff because of how he plays with time yeah, and well, how he how plays with reality in and uh the the librarian wong put it yeah. the perfect way is like how the avengers are equipped to deal with uh you know the the physical the physical threats mm-hmm. we deal with the mystical yeah and so when there's mystical elements especially with deadpool and his wife and this this whole this whole plot line that's that's hilarious doctor strange has to pop up sometimes he's like bro what what are you doing yeah. you know and it's 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 really a lot of fun but at the same time i like doctor strange's character because there's some humor there yes um Beyonce. there's some selfishness <laughs> There were some really cool pop culture references, um, but ultimately, it's a really good story. Yeah, and I think everybody that was in it did a really good job. I wish I could have seen more of Rachel McAdams. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think she was underutilized, but not poorly utilized, just no. underutilized. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have mind seeing a little closure with that towards the end. A yeah, because there is some backlash yeah. going on right now about the fact that she was not used as much. But I don't think she was used poorly or in a bad light. No. It's just that her character wasn't developed as much as the male character. They could have done one more scene with her, Yeah, I think, towards the end, um, after he saved the day and all that. And Honestly, they never go they back used to her, her. They used her very much how they used Rosario Dawson in the Defenders. Night Nurse, yeah. 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 And, I, and, and, and that's fine. I mean, and again, this is based off of a character that was made how many decades ago? Um, and, and, exactly. And that's that's got to be okay for the people who are like... We need more female, blah, blah, blah. And it's, and I get it. But at the same time, think of the origins of it, you know, and just let's, I mean, let's, let's, let's let them go from here and bring her in in the next one in a bigger way and develop that character more. Yeah. And turning the angel one into a female character was good. To, she did a great Controversial, job. Controversial. But she did a great job. But also phenomenal. Yeah. In, in my opinion. But because the, the great thing is you don't look at her as like a female. You just look at her as an entity. Yeah. And we do have one friend slash listener um, who won't see this movie because of that change. Right. And and I get that. But at the same time, give it a chance. Because honestly, like, you know, when when franchises decide to take something that they own and alter it a little bit, especially when you're talking about comics, 
Granted, I get that, like, you're taking, you know, a minority character and making it a white character, but I, I, I think they're gonna, I think it's okay. Yeah. And, and I, and honestly, after having seen it, I, there's a couple of points I want to make. Um, one, we don't know Marvel's long-term plans. Right. They made a specific point of telling us she's Celtic. Yeah. Which is, shows how old she is. Right. So I'm wondering if maybe it's going to tie into another storyline later down the road that has to deal with a Gaelic or Celtic background. Yeah. Um, and so for doing that, well, you got to remember that the movie that started all this MCU is Iron Man. Right. And they changed that origin too because Iron Man didn't escape for Afghanistan right. in, the original comics, he escaped from Vietnam. Right. They had to change it because of the modern day Because of the times, yeah. yeah. And, 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 I don't know. I think, uh, Tilda Swinton did a really good job. Um, every actor did great. And, and I really am a, I'm, I'm a fan of what they did story wise. It wasn't, it, 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 honestly, although it was save the universe, kind of storyline it really wasn't but it was about saving your personal universe yeah and 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 although like you didn't get the sense that because of the the uh what the um the dark realm or whatever you you get the you didn't get the sense that that was the crux of the whole thing right like you knew that was a thing but it's not like oh my god the entire universe is going to explode if this doesn't happen i didn't get the sense of that it was more like it wasn't as much galactus as it was exactly your inner darkness yeah and it's like you know we knew that time was a factor and you can play with those things and that end scene that scene with um with the loop with the loop with uh uh dumamu dumamu uh was one of my favorite parts because it it, it, it symbolized I'm here to bargain. It was also funny, yes. but it symbolized so much is this idea of like, I'm willing to be tortured for eternity to prevent you from killing everyone else. Yes. And although you get that, you, there is a universal thing at stake. It's him letting go of his ego and saying, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to keep this up. I'm going to keep you in prison. And he's clever. But at the same time, I'm willing to embrace the pain that I've already experienced for a long said, time now. Old friend. Yeah. Pain, you know, it's an old friend and that is what I'm willing to do for everyone. And else. it really touches on what the ancient one said was the one thing that he hadn't grasped yet. The most basic element is that it's not about him. Yeah. And I really did like that scene with their astral selves. And in yes. that last moment, just so she could watch the snow. Yeah, that was a really, really cool moment. There's a lot of cool moments in this film. Um, I mean, we could talk about this all night, but we do need to wrap this up. But honestly, um, if you're holding out because you're upset about the ancient one, um, you know, give it a shot. Uh, Definitely it, give it a shot. It really is a good film, and I'm, I, I, I imagine there's going to be at least two more. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, in the in the near future, well, hopefully he's going to be in Ragnarok. He's going to be in yeah. Avengers. But I'd like to see. I'd like to see a um. I'd like to see a Doctor Strange. Yeah, and actually, movie, it, it, the next one going back to Marvel Puzzle Quest. The, I I heard the name Dormammu, it made me think of the Red Hoods. Yeah. skill where he taps into that power too. Yeah, it would be great to have that be the way that they can introduce the Red Hood into the cinematic universe. And start bringing some other people in, and I'm sure he'll be in Infinity War and stuff too. So yeah. Um, all right, man. So, uh, overall, I guess we're recommending the film. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and we did see it in 2D, 3D. We were, I recommend 3D. It, there was definitely, uh, when they're folding, uh, buildings and, and folding time and, and, and space, that's definitely yeah, even, worth even it. Even the, the very basic scenes, like there's the scene where she's in the mop room and the mop yeah. falls behind her. <laughs> it just looks real. Yeah. And it it's does. just great. Yeah. Totally. Gives it depth. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else about Doctor Strange? That's it. Well, um, thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. This was episode 100, our 100th 100. episode, but also at the same time, somehow episode 78. So I'm here we are. Benjamin, baby. <laughs> okay. Um, so <laughs> if you have comments or questions, you can find us at the usual podcast.com. Email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, and Instagram. I am Dar- at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Um, give us a time, give us positive ratings and all that kind of stuff. Um, help us out. Um, speaking of helping us, patreon.com slash usual podcast. We are probably going to do another Patreon show in January. If you want to be on the show, um, or just help out what we do, give us a buck or two an episode and go to the patreon.com slash usual podcast and audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. To be honest with you, that is the, um, most lucrative way to, to support our show and helps you. It gets you a free, a free audiobook. A free audio. Go get catalyst. Free content. Um, get any, get Catalyst, get any of the Star Wars novels, canon novels. Um, Brandon Sanderson, R.A. Salvatore, we've been talking Ready about Player it for, one. for, for, forever. I'm teaching Ready Player One right now. Some wonderful novels out there. AudibleTrial.com slash usual podcast. Get it for free on us. And, uh, we get 15 bucks every time you guys do that and start a new account. So thank you. 15 bone, bo- bone, bone. Bone, 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 bone. Now tell me what you're gonna do. So thanks again. Um, so what, uh, <laughs> did, I I just, did I break in a song or is that just, I think everybody should just go out and have a fun. Please have a fun, rap a little bit, and thanks for tuning in, um, a hundred times or less. Informer. Oh no. Peace. Well, that was terrible. Did you really do Informer at the end? <laughs>